You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Lipman. I'm with Emily Anderson and Dan Volpone. Uh, how are you guys, Dan? How did uh, Pitt do yesterday? Ooh. Oh, really well. We, uh, we lost by 42, Ooh. But, but Penn State lost. So that made up for it. Got it. So uh, is Pitt good or bad this year? I'm not a college football guy. Well, they're three and four. We were mm-hmm. three and oh. <laughs> So oh, no, that's that's much worse. <laughs> yeah, I I thought we'd be all right. Uh, we I mean we played Notre Dame without our starting quarterback last week. So oh, okay, that that was gonna be rough. But I'm sure like you saw the end of the Penn State game, uh, which was hilarious. With the guy reaching out right at the pylon, right? Yeah, with Mike Penix Jr. reaching out to the pylon to win the game. Did you say Mike Penix Jr.? No, <laughs> his last name is is Penix. And I think it's pronounced Penix. It's P-E-N-I-X. Yeah. Wow. Good for that guy. There were some... Yeah, there were some good jokes on Twitter. <laughs> Dan, what are you, what are you watching that just happened? Yeah, he, he missed it. He missed the kick. Who he did? He missed the kick. Gaskowski or whatever his name is. <laughs> to tie the game. You're like five seconds ahead of me, Dan. I heard someone yelling and then I saw it happen. <laughs> Which game is that? This is a good podcast. I know. (laughs) Titans, Steelers. (laughs) Titans, Steelers. Yeah, you come to this podcast for our thoughts on Titans, Steelers down the stretch. (laughs) Live looking at Titans, Steelers on the Sunday afternoon. That's that's why people tune in. We should do a Patreon. They can pay extra for this. (laughs) I'm focused now. I'm focused now. It's over. The game's over. Uh, So the Steelers won? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Held on barely. Um... Emily, how's your weekend going? It's good. I didn't do anything. And I'm trying a new location in my house to see if my internet's better today. So we'll, well see what happens. There's always something to look forward to. Uh, six, there's actually not much Sixer stuff. I feel like this might be the first one when it's just us that we don't have a ton of Sixer stuff. But uh, first thing, Jameer, Jameer Nelson, uh, the alum of, St. Joe's. He was hired as a scout and assistant general manager for the Delaware Bluecoats. He's cool. I think that's cool. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody has takes on him, uh, but I'm, I'm happy to hear. Dan, what do you think about Jameer Nelson joining the franchise? Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. He's like, I don't know, he's a guy my dad always liked, but he was like, when he was in like playing at St. Joe's, I was way too young to remember that. Right. But, um, but so that's kind of cool. And, uh, I feel like that's kind of similar to the role that Elton started in. Yep. You know what that so, means. So, yeah. Next GM. 
He'll be the GM next year. (laughs) Uh, Emily, are you a Jameer Nelson fan? Yeah, I always like Philly guys that want to stay in Philly and do things around here. I I really wanted him to get the St. Joe's job just because I like the whatever symbolism, not symbolism, but the like (laughs) word when two things match. Not important. Anyways, I like, I would have liked symmetry. It's symmetry. Thanks, Steve. Um, but so I like Philly guys that want to stay in Philly and do things around here and work in our communities and do all that kind of stuff. So I'm into it. Yeah, it's pandering, but I like it. Like just, it works on me so easily. So right, it's fine. If like Swoop was the new owner of the Eagles, would like that too. Don't care. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Eagles won this week. So usually we record on Sundays, and this is a Sunday. But the Eagles already played because they played on Thursday. What a what a horrible game! And then they <laughs> won at the end. So uh, I was very excited by that. Emily, so you you, you tweeting down the stretch about like spending this amount of time on in your life on this well because i wake up pretty early for work and i knew i knew i was going to be a zombie on friday if i stayed up to watch the whole thing but i couldn't make myself go to sleep because they would like look so far and then they would have a good play and i'd be like now i gotta stay up and i'm i don't know i'm glad i stayed up i guess that boston thought catch was cool Mm -hmm. i'm just glad they won i mean the worst thing about the Eagles is that they're never bad enough so you can just tune out and just like yeah. move on with your life. They will keep you in it until the bitter end. Uh, Dan, did you watch the game? I did. I actually love it. Like, I think I'm so – everything – I just expect it's kind of like a bonus. And yeah. the division is so bad, and everyone's making jokes about it. And I guess, like, maybe we're supposed to feel, like, embarrassed or offended. But I think it's really funny. I think it's great. And, like, if we're winning the division and it's bad, that just means Dallas is even worse. It's like yeah. – because like, it's like last year, it was like the, like Dallas thought they were good. People coming into this year thought Dallas would be really good. Yeah. And so, like, for the division to be so wide open that they didn't even have to live up to, like, half their expectations. And for the second straight year, they can't even do that is really it's just awesome like I, yeah. I think it's great I mean next week the Eagles play the Cowboys and I'm terrified I mean today Andy Dalton was decapitated so I don't think he'll play next week uh and I'm so terrified of losing to that Narducci guy whoever no. that is he, he used to be Pitt's quarterback oh no he, he <laughs> sucked he transferred <laughs> he transferred and apparently was like pretty good at, at James Madison for like a year or two mm-hmm. but yeah I mean he he was like, I guess he was never really our quarterback. So he was, we had a quarterback and he was bad. So yeah. then we went with Ben DiNucci and then he was bad. So then we went with the guy who's our current quarterback, who's like supposed to like maybe be a sixth or seventh round pick. I don't see it. I think he stinks too. And, wow. and he got, and that was when he was a freshman. Got, he took over for this Ben DiNucci. Mm-hmm. So he's, no, I'm not scared of him at all. What a legacy of pit quarterbacks. That's what really quarterbacks do. They leave Pitt to go play in the CAA where they're, like, good. That's what Joe Flacco <laughs> did, too. I feel good about it. It's great. Love it. All right. Uh, the next thing. Do you know who Michael KB? He's somebody I've seen around the internet, but I don't know if he has a real last name. I don't know what it is. I always see his name, and it's like, wow, he does He's like ESPN radio or something in New Jersey. I don't know like who he really is or if is is that like a really cool job or is that just kind of like is that just like something that is I don't I I don't know what the job means impossible to know but he has a Twitter account and he wrote that uh the Sixers could have some interest in trading for Victor Oladipo if the Pacers make him available 
The question is, what, uh, obviously, what they would give up to get him. I don't know if this is a report or if this is just a guy who may have a last name saying, like, Victor Oladipo might be available. Um, I would think that if he does become completely available, they'd at least look into it. Uh, Dan, what do you think about Oladipo overall for the Sixers? Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the guys where I don't think he has that much value. I think he thinks he has a lot of value. Yeah. So he wants a max contract, and he was probably a borderline max contract player anyway. Coming off that injury, you know, he has one year left on his deal, but he's he's not going to get that kind of money. So, um, well, I mean, maybe he oh. will because there's the Knicks or something, but. Emily, what just happened? <laughs> what? Yeah, what, what was that? <laughs> Joe Burrow just tried to throw a Hail Mary into the end zone to win the game, and it, like, bounced off someone's hands, and they didn't catch it. All over the AFC North in this game. Oh, was a, never mind. It was a Browns player's hand. It's hard to black and, like, brown, but I think it was a Browns player, so it's not as exciting. But okay. I thought he was – that was going to be, like, a – Joe Burrow moment, and it wasn't. Sorry. Well, just to fill you in, we were talking about Victor Oladipo. Here. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> what do you think about him? Um, I think he's a really good singer, mm-hmm. and that's always fun to have around the team. I just, so outside of like Victor Oladipo on the Sixers, which I guess is what we should be talking about, I want to start tweeting like this man have some interest in in trading for Luka Doncic if the Mavs make him available but what would we give up do you think that would gain traction if I started doing it too that's like I think you're right like be like the Sixers have interest in in a really good player I know I think we should make we should come up with we should like make an account and put a name on it you know Mm -hmm. like like not none of our names like make up a name don't even need a last name look at this Find like a stock image of a person mm-hmm. and, you know, act like you have any kind of, you know, scoop and people just run with it. People are craving that kind of content. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Um, yeah, well, I mean, good for that guy. I think he got like 500 likes on that tweet. Uh, very exciting. Uh, I like Victor Oladipo. He's good. Uh, the injury he's coming off of is bad and he's in the last year of his deal. So it seems like he wants out of Indiana. Uh, I have a hard time thinking the Sixers would trade much of anything for him because they're not going to have any money after, you know, regardless of what they do, they really won't have much long-term money anyway. But he's definitely a good fit with Embiid and Simmons. And if they just want to, like, if they can cobble together, like, a Richardson and a first and some other stuff, then sure, why not? But I I would imagine they get more than that for him. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with it as long as it's not, like, their move. As long as it's right. not like, oh, we got Oladipo, we're fixed. You right. know, like if you right. if you get like an Oladipo or a Holiday or a Heald and you have him next to, you know, like a Chris Paul who I have kind of been fixated on, but even just yeah. anyone else who's like a higher caliber player than, you know, like the, you know, could be the third best player on a, on a winning team. Like, because right. the Sixers are, they need more talent than that. I mean, and the, if you make that trade without moving out Horford, or somehow Harris, like then you're sort of in the same bit of trouble because you need to get, it really is addition by subtraction. If you get one of those big guys out there, I think uh, obviously Chris Paul would be the, the most cool. There was a, on CNBC, I don't know if you guys read this. I just sort of understand what it is in passing, but there was a ridiculous article on CNBC about Scott O'Neill 
and how great he's done at, at improving the franchise and uh, how Doc Rivers is going to, it's going to be up to him to help the franchise. I don't know. I hate Scott O'Neill. I think he's the worst <laughs> ever. Um, Emily, did you see this article? I did. I actually read it. Oh, wow. And it, what are your takeaways? It was like kind of pointless, to be honest. Um, but they actually didn't talk about how great Scott O'Neill is that much. It was like at the end when they were talking about building a new stadium and they just like mentioned that he helped get like go from like 4,000 season ticket holders to 17,000. Uh-huh. I'm making these numbers up with no mention of the fact that like we got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid was healthy and like Mark Helfold was supposed to be good and we were supposed to like win titles and things like yep. so I really think it was more that than Scott O'Neill but that's just like my hot take it's on the situation say, yeah um as a person who bought season tickets at that point I was not influenced personally by Scott O'Neill but I'm just speaking my truth in the situation you were you just didn't know that you were right perhaps maybe it was Subliminal. the marketing the marketing really got to me the, Those pamphlets. the moment the moment is now was that what it was this is the moment like I remember yeah. run with us was my the first <laughs> show you love. show you love <laughs> yeah show you love wow what a nightmare um well yeah and we won to get the all-star game in like 2026 or something yeah, but they're right. not going to do that at the Wells Fargo <laughs> Center that place is not nice so yeah. well hopefully they won't be playing in Camden then uh, Dan, anything on uh, anything on this article and Scott O'Neill in general? So, uh, yeah, I didn't read this particular article, but I do know this is not the first like Scott O'Neill is great piece that has been written. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even if you just Google it, like if you Google Scott O'Neill, like there's not that much press on him. There's like a January 2019 article from ChiefExecutive.net, which <laughs> that's disgusting. You don't know that. I love that website. Chief Executive. My home page. So Scott O'Neill, CEO of the 76ers and Devils on creating a 50-wing culture. Oh, wow. So they cite, like, they're talking about, like, changes in records, which is, like, I mean, he's not, he's supposed to, supposed to not be responsible for that. And he's supposed to not be on any part of the, the team building side. Uh, but we kind of know that he is. Uh, but he wasn't as much when Hinky was there, which is when the team was you know, going through this. And he literally says in here that for winning 10 games three years ago, it says, so this is, as was like beginning of last year, we were a 50 win organization already. So like, he's just, he's just saying like, you know, I guess acting like he was responsible for like, you know, building the culture to bring in these new players when we yeah. know that, a big reason Hinky was pushed out was because he had sh- shut Scott O'Neill out. Right. Um, I mean, the worst I also part. See, Go ahead. No, I just also see it like cited a lot that like, oh well, before Scott O'Neill was hired, the Sixers were worth like you know like four hundred million, and now they're worth like entire rest of the league also became worth more proportionally to that. Like right. the NBA signed a new TV deal, and the whole league like quadrupled in value like this right. is not a Sixers thing it's definitely not a Scott O'Neill thing yeah um I don't the worst thing when they pushed Sam out was that it was so obvious that he was never going to get credit from the people in charge of the team after that and they were just going to look up one day when the Sixers are legit good and be like wow look at a great job pat on the back like all the assholes that that pushed him out and whatever so uh yeah good for Scott uh and that maybe he can get that guy to tweet about him what a fun what a fun combo that would be uh, Roy Rogers 
is a basketball coach and he was hired or he is likely to be hired via Keith Pompey. Keith, fingers crossed. To join Doc's staff, uh, he seems there's a YouTube video of him talking about his life and coaching, which is very sweet, and I think he seems very nice. Um, he has a funny name. That's about it. I like he's he's a, he used to be a power forward in the NBA. Uh, that's it. Dan, what do you think about Roy Rogers? Yeah, I don't know anything about Roy Rogers, but it's also the name of like a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had a when I was driving, I was like. Well, like Pitt has buses, so like they'll bus you back to like the Philly area from Pitt, and they stop at a rest stop, like somewhere on the turnpike. And I remember we stopped at one, and there was a Roy Rogers, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll try this." So I got a roast beef sandwich, and it sucked. It was just terrible. So when I heard Roy Rogers, I immediately thought of a bad roast beef sandwich, which is not good for him. Okay, so you don't like the hire? No. Okay, Emily. Um, I also know the Roy Rogers on the Turnpike. They're like literally in every rest stop on the PA Turnpike. But I had decent food there, so I it didn't put me off right away. I watched. He's I like that he seems to care about his players. He seems like a nice man, um, pretty handsome. So I'm here for it. Dan, why uh, not to delve too deep into this? But why did you go with like the roast beef sandwich? at a place like that that you've never been to at that point. And it just seems like a wild card decision. Do you have any comment? Yeah. Well, it was like, all right, what else was I going to get? Because I, I, I wasn't in the mood for Andy Ants at the time. Okay. Mm. And this particular ref stop was not, you know, the one, like there's a couple, I guess, but I think there's the one big one that has a Popeye's. Mm-hmm. So anytime I can get Popeye's, I'll get Popeye's. But this wasn't one with the Popeye's. So like my options were like a soft pretzel or Roy Rogers and like apparently they are like supposedly like that's their thing they make these sandwiches that's what I was gonna and say do they specialize in the roast beef it's like a big like part of their menu I think like that's like a okay they're not yeah they're like a that's what they do I guess and I I like roast beef sandwiches you know I love any any kind of you know roast in a sandwich I think is is very good but I guess when you're not when you leave the area like when you leave like Philly you just don't have the same quality of roll Mm. And plus the fast food meat on a low quality roll just now. It's it's no it's no Denix. What are your thing... thoughts on Arby's? I've never... Okay. I do not I've only had Arby's once and I was extremely disappointed. And I went because I saw a commercial for this like sandwich and it had like maple glazed bacon on it. And I was like, uh, in the picture it looked great and mm-hmm. I got it and it was so not it was just it was below average when mm-hmm. I was expecting above average. I was I was bummed out and I haven't been back since. Emily, how do you respond to that? Well, I'm confused that you would think that a fast food place on the turnpike rest stop would have comparable food to Denix or like <laughs> a, like a roast pork restaurant in Philadelphia. However, I'm a big fan of Arby's. I don't really stand for Arby's slander. It is one of my favorite fast food restaurants. And I really enjoy, I just get a plain roast beef sandwich. They have the seeded buns. I really like those and the curly fries. So the curly fries really make the Arby's experience in general. That's Dan, it. anything else you'd like to add on that? <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't had Arby's enough, but I will say, uh, from what from what I've had, that seems like a very bad opinion. That's but you know maybe I, maybe I got the wrong thing. Maybe maybe I, who 
Can I ask, we don't know this about each other, what are your favorite foods? Emily, what's your favorite food? Um, like in general, or mm -hmm. I, it's hard. In general, forget about Arby's and forget about the Knicks. <laughs> Does ice cream count? Yeah, if you, if you wanted to, sure. But you have to be more specific than ice cream. Like I have to pick a type of ice cream? Or a place or like a flavor. Mm -hmm. Okay, my favorite thing to eat in the world, if I had to like pick a last meal and or the dessert of my last meal, the whole last meal would require more thought. It would be uh, peanut butter, like the vanilla ice cream with the peanut butter swirls in it, like the ones that get hard and chewy. Those with bananas, like a sundae with whipped cream, like that's my favorite thing in the world. So Okay, yeah. good answer. Dan, what's your favorite food? Yeah, I like anything with like cheese and bread. Barbecue sauce is good, you know, throw that on there. Yeah, it's really <laughs> mac and cheese. A cheese bread, a pizza, cheese sandwich with barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, barbecue chicken pizza, that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, gr grilled cheese is, is pretty good. And uh, bread and cheese is like, that's that's my sweet spot. You guys like pasta? Yeah. Yeah, pasta, I like a pasta. pasta's good. Yeah. What's yours, Steve? Emily, so I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I would say I, I like a kind of, I like a spicy. I like spicy things. So mm. uh, pasta, I can't handle that. An arrabbiata sauce. People are going to hate this episode. But <laughs> pasta with like a spicy red sauce is really good. Um, I'm trying to think if the name of the episode is going to be, I like roast beef sandwiches. Or like when you leave Philly, the bread isn't as good. So, <laughs> one of those, you know. It's not. It gets my, and in Pittsburgh, the closer you get to I didn't Pittsburgh, mean to inflame you about this <laughs> once again, but keep going. I'm sorry. It's true because, because apparently my roommate is from around here and he told me they don't have quality around here. So like mm. when, that's why like they can't make good bagels because like they, there's something in the water that's just not right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like by us and like you go to like New York, New Jersey, like they, their breads are fine. Great, I think we covered it. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll do an ad right here. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We're back from the app. Uh, Emily, take it away. Most likely game, me versus Dan. All right. Get the fucking stupid roster up. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to, Steve, you get to go first because I disagree with Dan's versus beef takes. So oh, love it. You get to go. Um, my first one is 
we talk about dogs a lot on this podcast, as we should. My dog is sitting right next to me trying to lick the keyboard. Um, but I want to know who's most likely to adopt a cat. Oh, uh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is I, now you have to sort of divorce yourself from all the knowledge that, of all the dogs he has. But <laughs> if you look at Ben, I feel somebody somebody had this. This is not my original thing. But Ben Simmons is a bit of a cat as a person. Like he is a little bit cagey, and he doesn't love being boisterous. And 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 I think that Ben Simmons would would adopt a cat because he has more cat like tendencies. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go with Matisse because I think he's like at the age where he just cannot have a dog, but wants a pet, mm-hmm. you know, like he's just, he's not responsible enough. He doesn't have like, he, I think he lives with like maybe one roommate who's probably also busy and he's busy all the time. So yeah. like he can't, he can't have a, like, he couldn't do a dog, but, and he travels a lot too, but like the cat, the cat mostly around when he travels the just put food out for it and you scoop his poop and it's fine. You know, I think like ever, like other people, like they want dogs because it's just the better pet. But like Matisse probably wants a dog, but for now he's at a point in his life. He's like, yeah, I'll settle for a cat. All right. I am actually going to give that one to Dan. I think the rationale on that cats are kind of lame and don't need anything is correct. And I also think that Ben had a cat and got rid of it. So I don't know that he's going to adopt another one. Okay. So it was like one of those, it was like a jungle cat or something. It it looked like. Didn't it get violent or something? I think it got. I don't know. Yeah. I think there was a thing with that. Probably because it is not meant to live in an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably. But now he's got those like cane corso dogs. He's, yeah, he's giant. Though. In his giant New Jersey mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish Ben would invite me over. That well, would be cool. <laughs> you have to put it out in the universe. See what happens. I shouldn't say he doesn't want to be a sixer. That would, that's probably yeah, not that's, helping. That's true. If he's listened to the other episodes. There's no yeah. way he made it past the roast beef conversation, though. So, <laughs> I think he's not listening now. No one's listening now. <laughs> no. I know. We might this as well be able to for us. You're right. <laughs> Okay, so it's oh, Luna. <laughs> okay, we're back. Um, yeah, Luna jumped off the couch. Me, her, and I, and my computer must fell to the ground. So, all right, it's one nothing, Dan. This might get into a different conversation, but who is most likely to live tweet The Bachelor? So, who's watching live on their Twitter? Sharing their thoughts about The Bachelor. Mm, okay. And See, that would, that would for like Sherman interview a sixer about their Bachelor watching experience. Like that would be, that'd be a very enjoyable read for me. But if it, if I had to, ooh, all right, who did, I'm going to go with Mike Scott because I think, I think he is, is fun enough the bachelor i think he is someone who could be on the bachelor i'm not sure if he's married but he has like the uh like tough guy attitude mm-hmm. that they seem to like in contestants like if he were the bachelor on the bachelorette as a contestant i think you he's he's a handsome guy so you know i think and he's tall so i think that he could see himself being on the show is going to familiarize himself with the show before he goes on learn you know the the pitfalls to avoid things like that and I think he, you know, I think he would enjoy it. Like, I think he, he's watching 
and he's like wow like these guys are these are funny dudes you know like you know is like he's he's like a relatable guy so like you can imagine some good television tweet he likes to tweet interact with people he could do like be live tweeting the bachelor and like talking with like other bachelor slash sixers fans about like like oh wow like claire just that's mike scott um i think for concorkmaz i think that he's <laughs> young enough to get into it and there's something eccentric about him that i think that he sort of lets his freak flag fly um he doesn't have kids uh, I don't know if Mike Scott has control over the television all the time because he has children. So I think Furkan's got a lot of time on his hands. Uh, he makes those, he made those like bubble videos in iMovie and he would put them out. Those were a lot of fun. I think that he could get into the Bachelorette or Bachelor. I love, but I like Steve's better. I like the idea of Furkan watching the Bachelorette. I think he might, like, I think, yeah, I think I could see him on Bachelor Reddit, just, like, going deep. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of international versions of The Bachelor, so he might have, that might, The Bachelor Turkey might have been, like, his gateway drug into American Bachelor. There's definitely some potential there. Um, before we move on, we're all watching The Bachelorette right now. This is my first time. I'm watching with Gabrielle. What do you guys think? How is the season? You're all caught up. It's only been two or three episodes, something? Tell yeah, me. Yeah. Well, how should I be feeling about this season? Do you guys like this season so far? I like where it's going. Like, I mean, I'm not, I think Claire is like fine. Um, I, I never like the lead, like on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. They always like, just end up annoying me because they're, I don't know. But yeah, she's fine. She's pretty funny. Like, I really liked that she made a big deal out of, out of pretty much nothing, like right away. Like, that's what you want. That's, yeah. that's, that's really mm -hmm. good. And she's already like in love with this guy. So I'm excited to like see. Like, I'm confused still because I don't do spoilers. So, like, I, we know, like, that Tasha comes in because they say so publicly. I don't know what but you're talking I don't, about. What is that? So, there's, there's another, Tasha is another woman okay. who was on Colton. So, all right, Colton season, <laughs> real quick. All right, quick rundown of Colton season. All right, Colton, Colton was the bachelor. He was, he was the virgin bachelor. All right. Is he the one that jumped so, over the fence? Yeah. Yeah. So, he left for this girl named Cass. So, you know, there's a night where they also like, you know, they spend the night together, right? Fantasy suites. Fantasy suites. Before Fantasy Suites with the other two girls, he just was like, I want Cassie and like left the rest of them. And then <laughs> Cassie now has like a restraining order against him because he was Whoa. being a big creep about the whole thing. But now Tasha is going leaves with presumably Dale. Because um, wow. Claire leaves. So this season Tasha comes in and I'm just like, I'm kind of excited to see, like, are the other guys going to be like, you know, because they're always like, oh, I was so glad when I found out right. you were the Bachelorette. So, like, are they going to be like, oh, yeah, I was so glad when I found out that Claire was leaving after I just made a whole effort to date her. So, I'm this so is you now. ABC has been like, yeah, there's Tasha is on this season. Like, it's not a yeah. Reddit thing. That's not a spoiler. Wow. Yeah, they're not, like, hiding it at all. I don't think they've, like, made a statement, but, like, plenty of people in Bachelor Nation that, like, work for ABC or like ABC adjacent have said it. And wow. so it's not really like a thing. Okay. All right, cool. I'm excited by that. I mean, I know that she's going to go away with the guy with the small ears, but I didn't know yeah. what else was going to happen. <laughs> um, Emily, what do you think of the season so far? Yeah. Dan Claire, she says she doesn't like drama, but then she just like makes drama out of nothing. <laughs> but like, what more could you want in a lead? Like you want someone to do that. If they're boring, then the whole show is boring. Yes. 
I'm just really interested to see like how they do this. Like Tasha thing, do they bring guys back that Claire sent home? Do they bring like some new guys in for Tasha? Do they have a like entrance thing with like the limos again? Like just like restart or right. walk up and it's like, hey, it's me. I don't know. So it's, I would love it's to see territory for the Bachelor, and it's exciting when like new stuff happens to see how they handle it. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like you mentioned like if they're gonna do the limos again. Like if they did. And the guys who like had really cringy introductions the first time, like do they do they realize like okay that went poorly? I should try something else. Right. Like, make the same terrible joke to another person. Yeah. Those like, make me have so it go over badly again. Yeah, I hate those. Um, I, there's one guy who's mad in every scene that he's in. What's his name? It starts with a Y. Yosef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mad at everything. Yeah. I think he's great. I, I I'm really <laughs> looking forward to. How much angrier he gets it's a lot of i really like bennett the one that ha- they had the like a uh, little scene at the end because he has the nicer house than everyone the one that went to harvard and wears like the funny uh-huh. scarf Steve i think he's, him. Like, <laughs> hate him think he's like self-aware enough that it's funny i don't i can't uh, i can't give him credit for like being on the inside of the joke i have to assume that that's who he is unapologetically oh. so i i'm out on bennett <laughs> Um, I thought it was really funny when that guy came back after he lost the dodgeball game oh. to try to talk yeah. to her and, and like they all come and like try to yell at him and they're like, no, you lost the dodgeball game. <laughs> Walked home naked. It's like, can we just look at ourselves here? What are we talking about? Like, this is ridiculous. It's really yeah, an incredible show. That's normal. Really like, yeah. there's always that. Do you remember the one, there's the one lady who, she was the one with... I can't remember the context. But who was it? It was like four straight times she pulled the bachelor aside. Oh, they do that a lot. The villain always like will pull him away. Like every time she'll have a rose and she'll pull him away. It's the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but there was, I remember there was this one girl who did it four times in the same night. And I thought that was, that was awesome. Just keep going. Ballsy. Like, Good for you. You don't have anything to talk about at this point. You're just trying to purposely screw everybody. Right. I like, it's like trolling. It's good. It is. All right. Yeah. That was great. Emily, yeah. what's next? All right. So it's 1-1. One, one. I forgot we were in the middle of this. We're in the middle of the game. It's fine. Speaking, one more thing on The Bachelor. This is for Dan. <laughs> this is a Bachelor podcast. They're filming that James' season at Nemecolon, which is not that far from Pittsburgh. So if you felt like taking a field trip, I would recommend it. Wait, they're already filming a new season. Yeah, they're filming Matt James' season now. Why, do I know who that is? When, when is he from? Um, he's never been on the show before. Oh, You're supposed okay. to so be on Claire's season. He's Tyler. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first Black Bachelor. Very oh, handsome okay. guy. Gotcha. I think he played football at Wake Forest, too. Very handsome. Okay, All right. Cool. Anyways, it's 1-1. One, one. We know who's most likely to live tweet The Bachelor, and we know all of our thoughts on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. More importantly. Oh, who yeah. <laughs> is... This is for Steve. Who is most likely to wake up with half a burrito in their bed? Um, half a burrito in their bed. Well, ever since Emily outed Joel Embiid for having a less than stellar <laughs> diet, I think it has to be Embiid. I mean, Emily basically doxed Embiid. She just said exactly what happened, and, and uh, he went to Shake Shack that one time. So, yeah, I mean, people have talked about how his diet is less than stellar. I, I think you should eat whatever he wants. I would like him to be in better shape, but God bless. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I'll say Embiid. 
Huh. Yeah, so that, that's a good answer. Um, I'm going to say that someone could have woken up from like an anaphylactic reaction <laughs> in, their, in their bed. And, you know, maybe they were just enjoying a nice burrito in bed. Didn't know they were allergic to something <laughs> in this burrito. Maybe it had sesame seeds in it. You know, there was some kind of cross-contamination. Anyway, Zaire Smith wakes up with a burrito right next to him. When you started giving that answer, I was like, he's going to say Zaire, but I don't know how he's going to, like, fit that in. And there it is. You did it. Then he did. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was like, he's just reaching for this, but then he's going to pass out from the allergic reaction. He gets to finish the burrito. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give it to Dan. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think... Plus, Joe has a girl, and I don't think that she wants to sleep in bed with a burrito. And now he has a child. Yeah, it's true. And a child. So He's growing up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question goes to Dan first. Who is most likely to know all the words to a Disney movie? Mm. I (laughs) think this is Furkan Korkmaz. Ooh. I'm going to go with Furkan. I think, you know... He's just, he seems like the kind of guy who, like, we know, well, then he was in the dunk contest as well, like Batman once, mm-hmm. right? So we know he's into popular movies, you know, he's, he could have that kind of fandom. Um, I think he's like, the, he's, he seems like the kind of person who would enjoy it. Like, he's still like, pretty young. He's, he's like, he's a pretty fun guy, I think. And, and, you know, we've already argued that he watches a lot of TV, <laughs> you know, he's going to lie to the bachelor. So I, I don't know. There's something in his face that make me, that makes me think he knows all of the words and, you know, maybe it's kind of like, like Joel said, like he, you know, improved his English through listening to American music. Mm-hmm. So maybe Furkan's doing that too. And he's, you know, he came over and he was, you know, watching these movies as he learned English. And I, there's some, it's just, I'm t- it's his face. I, Everything else I said is crap. It's, it's his face. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it's Matisse Thibel. I don't think that he has the parental controls taken off his TV yet. I think that he can only watch <laughs> G and PG movies. Uh, and I think that he loves the pageantry of it all. I, I definitely think it's Matisse. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Steve. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. two, two. Yep. All right. Um, let's see. Who is most likely to still have a Beanie Baby collection? Well, what the hell is that? Feels a bit unfair to say exactly what I just said, but uh, (laughs) I can't help but think that while he's watching the Disney movies, Matisse is also reenacting some of his favorite scenes with his Beanie Baby. So, you know what? you know, uh, uh, social convention be damned. I'm going to say Matisse twice in a row. All right. All right. So I'm looking this up because I didn't really know what this is, but. What? You don't know Beanie Babies? Well, they look familiar. This T.Y. thing, I've seen that around. God, I'm so old. I used to have so many Beanie Babies. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. All right. So we need, we need an old. It has to be an old apparently. And. All right. I yeah. think it also has to be someone who is like maybe a little bit cuddly. You know, they, they like to cuddle up with their beanie babies. Uh, sure. Or maybe maybe they need like some friends. Like maybe they're lonely and they're imagining that these babies are their friends. They're not so babies. They're, they're the beanie. You know what I mean? I, I Googled it. I know they're not babies. They're not right? little stuffed babies. <laughs> 
like taxidermy well. babies. <laughs> there, there was someone on the bachelor on the bachelor that was into that too. So yeah, it's all tying in. All right, I'm gonna go with. Okay, all right, I'm gonna <laughs> win this one because it's with Emily. I'm gonna go with Shake Milton because he gets scared and he has to. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, to, to like talk to his beanie babies to calm himself down and yeah. like you know like hold them tight. Bless his heart. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Dan. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> Even though he's not an old, as Dan said, <laughs> he's an so old, old here. I don't think we're that far apart in age. Like we're the old five years, but I'm gonna call you guys old anyway. No, I'm. I think me and Steve are within five years. Though. I'm 28. It's a nice. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I'm 29, Emily. almost 30. Yeah. I knew. I knew Emily's age. I thought she was like 26. No, yeah. 28. I'll be 30 oh. in December. You guys can throw me a party. You say December? Mm-hmm. What, December right, what? Fun. 28th. All right, great. We'll do it. Cool. Yeah. Wait, what day of the week is that? That's a Monday. Um, so the pod is coming out that day. Oh, my so God. We do a 27th. What a gift. Emily's birthday. Perfect. Party. It'll be so much fun. All right, perfect. <laughs> you can't wait. All right. Is it, what's the score? Three to two, Dan. Right. Yep. Okay. Who is most likely to accidentally, Dan might not even know that you could do this at one point, but God, I'm showing my age. <laughs> most likely to make their Facebook status someone's name while searching them. I don't, I don't know how to use Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, God. All right. Do you but, know what so, I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At least. Mary would say, like, Emily Anderson is, and then a person's name. And the list search bar was, like, really close to the typing bar, and so you would search for someone and put it in the wrong thing, and it would be, like, Emily Anderson is, and then, like, this boy I had a crush on, I was creeping on. It was so fun. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what... I'm going to... Go ahead. I'm going to go with Mario Shayok. Okay. Um, You know, he's... I don't have a good reason, but... I, I'm just looking in his eyes, and I, he looks like, if you look at his picture when you Google him, he looks like someone who just made a bad mistake, you know? He's got that look in his eyes. He's got, like, his oh shit look in his eyes. And I don't know if that's always what he looks like. It's probably just this picture. But, you know, that, uh, Mario Shaft. I don't, I don't even understand this one. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say Al Horford, because Al, like Emily and I, is an old. And, uh, he would, you know, the only thing he knows how to do is put out like chocolate milk commercials on his social media. I saw one come up the other day and I was like, oh my God, I follow him. So I unfollowed him. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that he would like, you know, his wife tells him to get on Facebook and then he does something like that. Yeah. But Steve gets that one. Right. I'm shocked. For, for once I'm happy that some, that I'm an old like Al Horford. You know? <laughs> Okay, last one. It's tied up 3-3. I'm just looking at my score sheet and what question I want to ask. This one's a really boring question, but all of my questions have really been strikeouts tonight, so we're just going to go with it. Uh, Who is most likely to always be cold? To always be cold. Now, I'm not going to ask you, but I guess that could mean emotionally or too cold. Physically. (laughs) Physically. you know, they say that uh, dead bodies 
get cold after a while. So, um, <laughs> sounds like Zaire to me. Uh, <laughs> oh my so, God. So, all right. I mean, they're all going to die eventually. Is that your sure. why? Well, the problem is that we don't know that. That's <laughs> true. We haven't seen them in a while. True. All right. So I'm thinking about, you know, who lives, who is from somewhere where it's very warm and now they're always cold. So I have to look at maps because I don't know geography at all. But Are you just looking at like a map of the U.S. right now? <laughs> or like the world. <laughs> this is a $50 map I found on eBay. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Smart. And then get back to you when it, when it ships. Um, I don't think Cameroon is that close to the, is it near the equator? Can't find it. All right. So I'm going to have to bullshit something else. All right. I'm going to, all right. I'm going to go with. Ryan Brokoff. Uh, now you have a tough one. The Zaire card and the Brokoff card in the last game. He's been traveling a lot. So, you know, he might... He, well, he was in Australia. He was in Australia. Parts of Australia are warm. I don't know where he was in Australia. Could have been from a cold part. Might not have been. Then he came here. And, you know, he didn't even really play. We don't even know, like what he's doing like we don't think he's on the team but we're not sure he hasn't answered our dm so nope. it's hard to say um, that's another way he's cold he's been cold to us not that's answering our dms good point and you know he he could have come from a warm place and is now you know or he might be for all we know he is in antarctica right now and he is just shivering i mean no one lives there but maybe ryan brokoff lives there because ryan brokoff does the things that nobody does anyway i, I have no idea there. So I am going to give this one to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like okay. to wish to pretend that Zaire Smith is dead. That's like a little dark. <laughs> I agree. But he did lose a lot of weight. And if you're like skinny people tend to be colder. Oh, that would have been a way better way to go about that question. You just replaced uh, my reasoning with skinny. your reasoning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brokoff is skinny. Um, I also didn't know that Ryan Brokoff was Australian. I was like, why I is he, he played in Australia? <laughs> then I looked it up. He played college basketball but in Indiana. Indiana is cold, so he's used to the cold. Mm. Um, well, that's your Ryan Brokoff facts for the day. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good back and forth. All right, our last thing is like the only legitimate thing of the whole week, and we're just getting to it in like minute forty nine. Uh, Sham Sharania, Sharnia. Uh, you make him. You make him listen for a while first. Mm-hmm. Make him wait for it. Uh, he's he reported the other day that the NBA is targeting December twenty second to start a seventy two game season. Uh, they won't do a regular season bubble, and I guess they'll talk about it for the playoffs. Uh, apparently, this is happening because initially they wanted to push it back to maybe even February to get fans in the stands, and now I think the more Time that goes on, they realize that that's a pretty hard thing to to wait for anyway. So I think they're sort of giving up on that and just they want to play in in teams arenas with no fans and get it started December 22nd. This would also line them up to finish the season before the Olympics. 
Um, the Sixers have a few guys who might be on Olympic teams, not for the U.S., but for other teams. Um, yeah, the draft is uh, November 18th, so it's less than a month away. Uh, John Hollinger of The Athletic guessed that free agency could start the following Monday. Uh, so this is a lot of stuff, but it seems like the season may be coming rather quickly. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, this news? Uh, what do you think, Emily? Um, I'm excited that they have plans because when this one ended, we're not even thinking about it. Or I mean, they're thinking about it, but nothing like set in stone. So to even yeah. have like a, a target date is good. I mean, I guess it'll go longer. But seven, I, I would thought it would be a shorter season than 72 games. Honestly, that seems like still a lot, especially then, I, I mean, going right into the Olympics like that, I don't know if people are going to be playing. I don't know if the Olympics are going to be happening. No one really knows anything. It just seems like a long season for a delayed pushback start. But other right. than that, sounds good. Yeah. Dan? Yeah, I'm really surprised because, I mean, I would have assumed they would need at least a month for free agency. Uh, I mean, I know, like, usually it's, like, five days in, most most people are settled. But you have, like, stragglers who – because, you know, the, the top players are going to sign first. There's not a lot of top players this year. But everyone's – no one's going to sign anyone to, you know, and $15 million, they're hoping to get someone who they can give a max to. Right. So, like, the dominoes have to fall in the right order. And that – by the time you get to – edge of roster guys like guys who are barely making the cut that's maybe two weeks and then you know after that like are you going to have a preseason you know teams you're going to have new players on new teams so obviously you want to get familiar with the other players but also for injuries you know we we saw NFL didn't play a preseason this year and I think it was week two when everyone got hurt there Mm -hmm. were like more big injuries than I can yeah. ever remember happening mm-hmm. in one week. Um, you have to be careful of that. I'm not, you know, sure how they would go about it. Would it just be a two week free agency? And then, you know, they have a week to practice and then two weeks of preseason and boom, they're starting. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that works. Um, but I'm assuming that they can make it work for COVID and, and injuries with the benefit of the doubt on COVID at least, because, you know, I think most of us were skeptical about the bubble working to keep people healthy, and it and it did. So, I mean, I'm obviously not an expert in this, but it just seemed like kind of far fetched. Yeah. Um. But maybe maybe they do have the right people making these decisions. As long as it's safe, I'm thrilled to be able to watch Christmas basketball. You yeah. know, that's that's like kind of the the highlight of the of the. All right, fine. It's my favorite part of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the other stuff is fine. I usually get to see family. Well, that won't happen this year. So, you know, this is will especially be my favorite part of Christmas this year. Um, and, you know, I've always said Christmas uh, Christmas basketball is better than – oh, I don't think it's even close because instead of having to watch the Cowboys and Lions, the <laughs> NBA actually puts its – the Knicks didn't even play this last year. They always put the best teams on Christmas. Right. So it's it's – and I think they'll have a fun – like, if they're going to start on the 22nd, they have, you know, big slates on the 22nd basketball. So I think that'll be really cool if, they, if that is actually able to work out. Yeah. 
I mean, Emily, when we were talking about your birthday podcast, I didn't consider that, like, you might have a Sixers loss to talk about on your birthday. How fun is that? It'll be so good. It'll feel just like normal times. Like, it'll be like the world has gotten back to normal, and it'll be, I can't wait. Exactly. Um, uh, Part of it from a a, a league perspective, I know, is doing those Christmas games because it's a ton of TV money uh, to do that. And do you guys know when the window for trades opens up? Like, when teams can start making tra- I mean because it doesn't because I know there are trades along the draft so I don't understand or maybe it becomes official in free agency that you know it opens um I think when the moratorium ends I believe um oh so there's there's well so you can you can start making trades um when the new league year starts but for some players there's uh you can't so for like Players who were just drafted, I think it's 30 days before you can trade them after you draft them uh-huh. for it to be official. For uh, players who you just traded for, I believe it's 60. And for players you just signed to a non-extension contract, I think it's 90. So it, but those numbers might also change since the season shortened and you know the right. Because the trade deadline, if, if the season's compressed, and especially if the, the, the time from the start of the league year to when the season starts will be compressed. So they might have, like, that worked out. I'm not sure how they would do it. I doubt they'd keep it the same. Right. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, the, the Sixers, there's a lot more interest in the trade period than free agency because they don't have any money right now. So it's really <laughs> the big things they are able to do are going to have to happen during trades. We will all find out together. Um, we'll see. Good seeing you guys. This was another perfect episode. Um, <laughs> always fun to see you both. Uh, I hope you have a good week. I'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye.
Ah, this is right. 